Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today in our continuing Zach's Hacks series, where I pass on hard-earned lessons from the road and the studio where I got kicked in the head and had to learn how to fix these things, we're going to talk about how to run a two-amp setup, whether it's kind of dual mono or stereo, quietly and also in phase. So it's not that hard, but uh, you know, just being aware of the two issues, which is basically ground loops that cause hum and then phase issues and then how to deal with them, how to appropriate. And also just, I'm gonna recommend a simple box uh, and also give you the keys, features that you need to look for in other boxes if you're needing to do this like with let's say some type of amp switching or something like that because you're gonna to need to have these features. Also, I'm gonna talk about how to wire up, um, you know, depending on whether you're going from, you're just going from the end of your pedal board and you're gonna split it to two amps or whether you're going from a stereo effect because you would wire that differently. Also, we're gonna do kind of an extended book nook segment at the end where I'm gonna talk about my favorite guitar journalist, I think the most important of the electric guitar era, and that's Tom, the late Tom Wheeler. So I'm going to talk about a couple of the books that he's written. Unfortunately, a lot of them are out of print, but also there, uh, there's one or two that are still in print. And then I'm going to tell you about the book that, uh, even though it's out of print, it's definitely worth uh, tracking down. All right, so before we dive in, if you haven't done it already, then please go down in the corner and hit subscribe. 
If you've already done it, then I appreciate you supporting the show. There's multiple ways. The best is Patreon, and I'm very grateful to my Patreon supporters. Uh, there's a link in the description of Patreon, and you can find out more about that there. Also, there's tip jar information, or you can go to askzack.com, and you can pick up a fun t-shirt or a coffee mug, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. All right, so using two amps. So if you've ever run two amps at the same time, you're gonna run into two issues. One is hum. The hum is caused by a ground loop. So what's happening is, is that you're running into an amp, and of course the amp has a grounded plug on it. Well, then all of a sudden you have another amp with a grounded plug, and then they're connected. And that creates, at times, a ground loop. Now, in the olden times, we used to deal with this in a probably not the best way. It's not the safest way. What we used to do was, or what I used to do, and what I learned from others, was I would get a three to two prong adapter, and basically I would remove the ground on one of the amps. And you can see this one has my initials on it because I used to keep this in my bag all the time for many, many years. So uh, this is not the best way to do it. Now, if you're curious what the ground hum sounds like, I'm going to let you hear it. So right now it's uh, lifted, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of move closer to the, uh, to the amp with the lapel mic that I have and just kind of let you hear this, hear the hum. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, you know, have it lifted and not lifted. And so, and of course, when it's not lifted, that's when you're hearing the, uh, the greater hum. All right. So of course, you know, here I am in my, in my office studio and such, and so I don't have the amps turned up very loud, but of course, if you have the amps turned up, well then that hum is much worse and much louder and much more obnoxious. So that, the only way you can do that is by lifting the ground. And you need to do it safely, not by using a three to two prong adapter. You need to have something with an isolation transformer in it so that you can lift the ground you know, the ground connection between the two amps, yet the two amps are still individually grounded. You're just eliminating the, the ground connection between the two amps. So this is the safe way of doing it. All right, so that's number one, noise. Number two is phase. So it just seems like if you start running two amps together, it seems like they're gonna be out of phase with each other. And if you don't know how to check for it, um, you know, it's difficult. And, you know, of course, there's ways of putting a battery to a speaker and all these things and making sure they're both going forward and all these things. But really, you know, what we would do is we would run, you know, two amps. And if it sounded thin, we would try flipping the leads on one of the speakers. And then we would try to remember if it was, uh, you know, which way sounded fatter. Because one is going to be more hollow because the two amps are basically fighting each other. And then the other way is going to sound fuller. So luckily, you know, we don't have to, uh, you know, if you, if you just get a simple box that has a, uh, 
you know, face switch on it, which I'm recommending, uh, you can just, you know, check it by pushing a button instead of trying to flip leads or try to guess work or make some kind of special cable or what have you. So here I'm going to show you in phase and out of phase. So first this is in phase. out of phase, in phase, you can, you know, second was uh, out of phase and you can tell that there's just less low end. Now here's one of the funny things is that a lot of guys just use two amps out of phase and they just put more effects on it and they thought it just, well, you know, I'm widening my sound, um, which was a little bit ridiculous, but it kind of happened a lot. So if you have, you know, the ground taken care of, you have the face taken care of, then you get this big sound and, you know, you can, you know, spread your sound out. You can spread it out physically and also, you know, with effects and all sorts of other things. So. Now let's get down to how we're going to, to wire it up. So if you're doing what I would call a dual mono setup, where basically you're just going through your pedal board, there's no stereo effects, uh, then you know what you're gonna do, I'm gonna put the guitar down, turn the amps off so that I can uh, grab the, this device without uh, making a bunch of uh, racket. So, pull in the plugs. So if, this is the Laylee P-Split 3, and I do not have any type of endorsement with them. Um, this is just a good cost-effective box. It's probably one of the easiest to get on the market that uh, does what we need it to do. So if you're running, like I said, a dual mono setup, whereas you're just running through a pedal board and then you want to run to two amps, or even you just want to run to two amps, no, no pedals at all. Basically you run into the input here and then you have a direct out that's going to go to one amp. And then the second amp is going to go this isolated out. And then of course it has the uh, phase and ground lift function, which is just so great because it's on push buttons. Okay, and that makes it, you know, just really easy to check. Okay, which way does it sound fuller, you know, when, as far as the phase is concerned? And then which way does it, is it quieter and less background noise? And then you, you know where you are as far as the, the ground loop. So let's say you're going to run it in stereo. So for the playing example that I did earlier, I was using my old uh, TC Electronics Stereo Chorus. So this is an early 80s one. Now, of course, I was using this deep blue delay with it to go uh, all fancy Eric Johnson, Reggie Young, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of the classic two blackface Fender amps with a uh, stereo core splitting it. So how would you, you would use it in this is you would do differently. So in this, you would run through your pedals. And of course, we're using this, you know, the TC course as our last unit. And one of the outputs is going to go straight to amp number one. The second output is going to go into 
the uh, you know the input, but then you're only going to use the isolated output because that's all you need. All you want is the one with the transformer on it, and then again you're able to you know uh, get it in phase and also with less background hum by doing this. So let's say that you're doing amp switching. If you're gonna do amp switching, then you need to look for a amp switching pedal, and I'll, I'll recommend either Laylee or Radial, but or whoever you end up using, you need to have one that has a phase switch and a ground lift on the other outputs. So, so it should have one that doesn't have that and one that, that does. And then if, it, if you're running three amps, well then you need another output that has its own isolation transformer along with the phase switch and with the uh, uh, ground lift. Uh, the one negative thing I'll say about this unit, uh, I think this is great. I think it's the best bang for your buck. Um, if you're really drilling down and you're a pro and you're recording a lot, I will say that this, this, um, the isolated out is a little bit duller sounding than the direct out. And the reason is, is the transformer that they used. So they would have had to have spent a lot more money on a transformer. And I'm not saying Lely was cheap or anything like that. It's just that you would have to spend, you know, you know, double or triple the money what this is to get one where you have a more transparent out on this other output. And again, it's not bad, it's just a little duller. And it's it's noticeable when you're using like in-ears and things like that. So this is a really good solution, but if you're a pro and you're building a rig, then you might wanna look into something that, and it probably would have to be custom built. You're talking about like Barry over at Exact Tone Solutions, you know, builds, you know, kind of something like this, but with a Jensen transformer in it, and it has a more transparent output on the isolated out. All right. Well, I think that, uh, you know, kind of covers that. Again, uh, you know, I'll have a link to, to this. A little bit about my, uh, my rig today. Again, as I was saying, you know, I wanted to go for that uh, that kind of 80s big clean Fender sound, which was two blackface Fenders. I'm using an original 65 Deluxe Reverb, and this is my headstrong little king. Uh, both these have the Eminence Alessandro uh, GA64 speakers, which I really like. Uh, and then, of course, had the TC Chorus, which was mandatory for that kind of thing. And then I had the Mad Professor Deep Blue Delay. And of course, uh, you know, this is my Danocaster Kabiki Tele with uh, three pickups on it. Um, and this has the uh, Music City Bridge uh, three pickup wiring blend, you know, uh, harness that you can get from them. And I love it because you can blend in this middle pickup with the bridge. And also it has a push-pull pot so that you can get the outside pickups. And, and then it's got a five-way switch. So the five-way switch kind of works like a regular kind of stratty wiring, but then you can pull that up and you can get the outside two pickups. And uh, this is just a really great wiring and uh, versatile setup. And of course this has one of their uh, uh, glazer benders on there. This is a, probably my most versatile tonally guitar, so. All right, let's go on to the book nook segment.
So as I said before, I wanted to uh, pay tribute to the late Tom Wheeler. Um, the first book I ever got on guitars was uh, one of his books. It's called Just the Guitar Book. And I'm sorry the uh, the cover is gone, but this came out in the uh, the mid-70s, all black and white photos. But it's uh, through this I learned, golly, I mean, I, I learned so much about, you know, guitars and players and, and so many things. And, uh, and I, I, I probably, you know, I wore the cover off this, the, uh, the slip cover and, uh, just have always, you know, loved this book. This is probably my most treasured guitar book because it was my first one. Uh, but then, you know, I saw that Tom, you know, was the editor of Guitar Player Magazine for many years. And I really think that he helmed that magazine when it was at its zenith, when it was at its most influential, partially just because, you know, there was no internet at the time. And uh, also just because of the quality of his work and the quality of the writers that he had under uh, Guitar Player Magazine, under his umbrella in the 70s and 80s. Uh, just incredible work. He also wrote another great book during that period of time uh, called American Guitars. This is a, a, a fun one that kind of gives an overview of a lot of different brands and it has some fun color pictures. This is, I believe this is way out of print as is that guitar book is way out of print. Um, a later one that he's uh, that he wrote was the Stratocaster Chronicles. This is a wonderful book, out of print, of course. Uh, this has beautiful pictures and tons of great information. You know, just focused on the Strat. Uh, I'd kind of wish that he had done one on the Telecaster, but I guess you know we have the uh, we have the Pinecaster and the Blackguard book that uh, Nacho did, and we can only hope that he uh, covers some later eras at some point. Um, my favorite Tom Wheeler book by far, as far as something to, not because of sentimental value or just because the quality of the, the stories being told is the soul of tone. So this, again, this is another one that's out of print, I'm sorry to say, but, uh, this, while a book like this, uh, Teagle and Sprung's Fender Amps, the first 50 years is probably better at just drilling down on specific models and information about that. But in, uh, in the soul of tone, Tom really tells the story and he talks about, uh, you know, Leo and Forrest White and all the characters that were involved and just the process that they went through and how influential they are and talking about tubes and transformers and speakers and how, as those changed, you know, they were able to create, bigger and louder amps and such. And also it, it, uh, deals or it, uh, you, you also get the effect that Leo had on so many builders after him. So, you know, Tom, you know, interviewed Alexander Dumble and Aspen Pittman, all these guys that, uh, that, you know, famously have made amps based on, uh, Fender amps and, uh, Anyway, this is a great book, and this is the one that I would uh, seek out and try to find used if you can find it. Uh, looking online, it looks like some, sometimes people are wanting over $100 for these. Uh, I would wait until I could find one at a 
half price books or uh, you know some type of bargain bookstore, see if you can find one. The one Tom Wheeler book that seems to still be in print, and I'll put a link in the description, is The Fender Archives, which I enjoyed this, but this is really more ephemera, um, meaning it's got like pieces of, of catalogs, and it's it does have some good stories in here, and it has some wonderful pictures, um, but it also has these envelopes with all these you know, kind of pull-out posters and things like that. The most valuable part of this is actually that it has uh, some of Freddie Tavares's uh, notes from meetings and talking about body weights and noise and also you know the weight of Telecasters going up and all sorts of stuff. So this one's still in print. Um, yeah, and this one, you know, I'll put a link in the description. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate you watching the show today. Hope you learned about, uh, you know, amps and, and running amps in stereo and, and just, you know, all the, all the, you know, the few hoops that you need to, to jump through and how you need to deal with phasing and, uh, and uh, of course, uh, ground loops and how to deal with those. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.